When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, who has not taken advantage of the week free trial of the fitness app yet. Check it out. It is a one-stop shop for all your fitness, nutrition, and wellness needs. Custom meal plans, personalized workout programs, meditations, sleep programs, community support, and so much more. You can use it on any device, anywhere, any place, anytime. No equipment needed or all the equipment in the world is in there. There's yoga, there's kickboxing, there's audio only workouts, there's HIIT training, weight loss programs, prenatal programs, anything and everything you can think of is in the fitness app. And if you go to the fitnessapp.com slash podcast deal, you can get 25% off an annual subscription for $89.99 a year. So check it out and start your free trial today. Welcome to Keeping It Real Conversations with Jillian Michaels. <laughs> Team. Oh, man. Did I just get hot in the mic? Did I just blow your eardrums out? I'm pumped. Wake up, everybody. <laughs> I'm excited for this show because it is all you guys. You guys are the guests on this week's show. All your questions. Whole show. You and me. Mano a mano. Um, but of course, we have an opener where I get to tell you everything that's going on in my life, um, <laughs> which could take quite some time uh, and, and probably wouldn't be <laughs> so terribly interesting. But I will say, Cindy, I've upped my game. Ooh. I'm jumping into 37 degree water. Literally? or <laughs> and I apologize if I have offended you, but I do feel it's that, it's that <laughs> shocking that I have taken the Lord's name, arguably not in vain. If Jesus is, in fact, your Lord. Um, wow. My gosh. So, you know, the cold shower thing, I was doing that right after Wim Hof. And you and I always talk on the show about, uh, you know, all the cold therapy and hot therapy and all, all the crazy cool things going on in health and wellness for longevity and autoimmune issues and all the things. Uh, and so Giancarlo was going to this place where they actually had not cryotherapy. Cause like, I just think it's cryotherapy is just so expensive again, which we've talked about. Right. But to actually have this like banana tub, that's like 37 degrees. 
And he's like, oh my God, my psoriasis is gone. Like it's in all these, uh, so he's, I'm like, gee, like, and, and John Carlos is a beast of a man. I mean, he's literally calling the silverback, you know, he's a gorilla. Yeah. He's like a freaking gorilla, this guy. So he's like six, three, huge, 220. I'm like 112, five, two. I don't have a, not, <laughs> and I'm not bragging. I would do with a little more body fat these days in my face and in particular, my boobs and my ass. But I'm I'm very, very slender. Anyway, I, I get cold very easily. So I, I'm, I'm getting into this 37 degree water. I'm doing it for 30 seconds. And then I'm doing intervals for 30 seconds. And then I'm able to do it for a minute. And you feel, Cindy, you feel, you get out and you think you're going to feel like your legs are lead, right? You feel like you're walking on a cloud. Like you don't feel your body at all. <laughs> it's the craziest thing in the world. Like you just don't, I, I can't describe it's almost like you're pain free for a while. I feel like that headache, the dull headache. You know what I'm talking about? Your body yeah. just feels heavy and the legs are you're just tired. Like it just it's bizarre. Like you feel wow. not in the cloud, but like on a cloud. So I've stepped that up. Then I went from that whole, you know, I always used to say, like, I I do like a 12 hour fast window and I try yeah. to cheat it to 14. I've been doing 16 hours. And um I just started that doing the 16 hours for about a week and a half. Oh man, I got freaking skinny again. And and it's, I think it's because I'm eating the same amount for my lunch, my snack and my dinner. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, you know, cause you're just, you're concentrating those calories into that eight hour window instead of a 12 hour window or even a 10 hour window, which would allow me to get another 500 calories. But what I'm doing is I can't do it pure, cannot. I do the dirty fast, like we've always talked about, right? But yeah. instead of going 12 hours, 14 hours, I'm pulling it to 16. So I hit a butter coffee. So I do the heavy whipping cream and coffee. First thing when I wake up to take Luda to school, which is like 6.45 in the morning. Then at about 10, I'll put like a, I don't know, a teaspoon of butter in organic grass-fed butter in organic coffee again, Right. So I'm now having two coffees, which I don't love the two coffees because I usually have another coffee later in the day. So I'm trying to split the coffee up so I mm. get the fat to hold me over. Because remember, what's triggering the whole key for this, this fasting, this intermittent fasting is triggering this process of autophagy, which is where the body goes in and it cleans up the dead and senescent tissue, right? Now, when you trigger certain metabolic pathways, like the pa- one in particular called mTOR, it's protein and carbs that trigger that pathway. And we want mTOR focused on autophagy, not on taking these building blocks from food and building muscle. Even though you think you want that, you can do that during your eight-hour window, right? You want this longer window for housekeeping. Fat doesn't trigger mTOR in, the, in that way at all. Won't, won't shut that autophagy process down. And coffee has actually been shown to help it. So I'm I'm doing like the 16-hour window. That part's been a little bit stressful. So I can't report back on it yet. <laughs> um, I've been like religious with my supplementing. And I've started to realize like I am now breathing rarefied air. And I don't mean that I'm this super special person. I mean, I'm an absolute outlier. I'm like that guy that nobody can relate to anymore. You know, like I watched David Sinclair, this guy who's one of the top, who I've tried to get as a guest. I cannot understand why this guy will not come on. No, no, we're, we're still working on it. Are we getting him? I'm like obsessed with him. It He's got happen. to come on. Um, so he wrote a book called Lifespan. Um, and even though I wrote The Six Keys, like he's the guy. 
right? Like I wrote the six keys based off the work of guys like him. He's the fucking guy. So, or one of the top guys. So I watched this animal and he does OMAD, which is one meal a day, right? And I'm just like, this guy's bonkers. Like, I think he's wow. bonkers. And I look at Wim Hof and I think he's bonkers. He's, you know, climbing crazy freezing ice cold mountains in his underwear. I'm like, you're bananas. You're just nuts. <laughs> but now I think most of the world looks at me like I'm bananas. They're like, this bitch is crazy. She's like, there's 37 degree water. She's not eating 16 hours of the day. She's taking 50 different supplements and all this crazy stuff. I think for most people, I look like I'm insane. You know, and it's 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 a lot to get them to walk. So the reason I bring this up is that I would tell you a decade ago, I was so much more relatable. I was eating <laughs> sugar. I gave up sugar. You remember, yeah, everybody no, knows I gave true. up sugar. But now, not natural sugar. When I say natural sugar, not fruit. Um, occasionally, I'll have some food, like processed food that has sugar in it, like uh, a protein bar but I'll have like a perfect bar, not a ton because it's like a million calories, but I'll have half of one, right? Like it has some sugar and honey, maple syrup, fruit, and not a ton, but some. My alcohol consumption is moderate these days, like maximum four drinks a week, max, maximum. And the reason I do it is for the health benefits associated with the polyphenols. So I do wine, right? And in particular, which really sucks, you guys, but I found out that Pinot Noir is actually one of the best wines. Hmm. And the reason is because of something called hormesis. So I'm going to come back to that though. So just hold that thought, right? My, my whole point is that what seemed insane to me 10 years ago is now manageable and it gets easier. So when I first started doing the fast window, I tried to get 12 hours. Then I was like, okay, let me dirty fast to 14. And that's hard. Then it's like for the first three days, I was like, babe, we got to plan our lunch right now. Like I need to eat exactly at 12. I'm going to have a meltdown. Like, what are we eating for lunch? And I was like, oh, I can't work. My stomach's growling. Like my head is bothering me. I feel like crap. But I was like, okay, let me drink more. Cause everyone's like, drink more water, more tea, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And the fat helps me right? A lot. The, the butter and the cream, just that little bit helps carry me. I did it today and I was like a little, it was a little aggravated. Like I was like, Ugh, I don't want to eat, but I wasn't uncomfortable. I wasn't miserable. And I worked all morning. So it gets easier. And the cold, I was taking cold showers, probably 55 degrees, right? It gets easier. 30 seconds. Okay. I can do it. Okay. Another 30 seconds. Okay. I can do it. My point is that it starts with that baby step. That's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, when we look at all these different hacks surrounding insulin sensitivity, do you realize that it's simple things like have protein before you have sugar? That will help because it helps with the insulin response. If you have sugar on an empty stomach, it's going to be way worse, which I've talked about before with regard to glycemic load, right? It's not just how quickly food turns into sugar. It's how much food is in the body, how long it takes. And anyway, when you have protein and you have fiber, it helps to slow down the insulin response of, let's say, that uh, chocolate, piece of chocolate. It, 
if you have it after, let's say, a turkey sandwich versus on an empty stomach, it's mm. actually going to spike your blood sugar more. If you walk after you eat, just go for a little walk, a 10-minute walk. It makes a, it has a huge impact on helping your body sensitize itself to insulin. It helps to prevent type 2 diabetes or becoming pre-diabetic or hyperinsulinemia, right? When your insulin levels get really high. What I want you to think about as we're approaching the new year, okay, is just can we commit? I want you to commit fanatically to, let's pick three. If it's giving up soda, I'll take it. If it's getting eight hours of sleep, I'll take it. If it's wearing blue blockers or putting blue blockers on all of your stuff so you sleep better and your eyes rest, I will take it. If it's starting a cold shower regimen of a minute a day, I will take it. I want you to pick one of these little hacks and I want you to stick to it and become fanatical about it. A little crazy, little nuts. Because guess what? It starts to become just part of you. It doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel like a challenge. And then you add the minute becomes a minute and a half, right? Until you get to two minutes, two to three minutes of a cold shower or you're no longer drinking sodas at all. Or, you know, you're, you're making sure that your eating regimen is at least a 12 hour window, or you're, you're, let's say doing some therapy or just these little things have such a major impact. And I feel like when people see the David Sinclair's and the Wim Hof's and people like me, and it's like, oh my God, I take a, oh man, I take a krill and I take symbiotic and then I take a greens powder. Oh, and then I add all this shit to my coffee. <laughs> and then I, you know, it's like, and then I take collagen and they're like, okay, oh my God, stop. Like, give me the cheap <laughs> multivitamin and leave me alone. Which, you know, I'd much rather you say, I'm going to commit to three supplements and I'm going to make them amazing, right? So for this new year, as you're approaching your New Year's resolution, I'm going to say pick just a few things we can baby step into fanaticism that will become a part of your routine by February. And I want you to also keep this in mind. And it's counterintuitive to everything I just said, but it actually matters. When we engage in healthy behavior, we are far less inclined to engage in unhealthy behavior. So when I would get those contestants on Biggest Loser, for example, and I'd beat the shit out of them and there'd be nothing in the house because you know the temptations became a thing of the past, thank God, pretty quickly. They would, the people that smoked didn't feel like a cigarette anymore, right? Because mm. it's like, I just did all this amazing yeah. stuff. I don't really want a cigarette. Like the other day I did a, okay, at a cold plunge, 37 degrees, they did a 16 hour fast. Then we went for lunch at Mexican food and they put chips on the table. Now I normally would allow myself to have some of those, but I was like, I really don't want to put this in my body right now. Like I'm so clean. <laughs> you know, like I, I got grilled yeah. fish tacos, but I didn't want to have the chips. So I was like, can I get cucumbers with the guac instead? And it, it's normally I'd be like, whatever, I'm allowed to have this. I'm, I'm super. Like, so the, the healthier you are, the less your, those unhealthy behaviors are going to sound good to you. So just keep that in mind. All right. I want us thinking about these things as the new year like approaches. That. Thank you, Schminder Doodle Beans. I'll expect a full list of your changes uh, <laughs> next week. That's all. We'll be right back with your questions. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know 
these three numbers, 37,025, one. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. All right, team. You know, I love Skims underwear because I've mentioned them and have been wearing them for, gosh, a little over a year now. So I finally had to try their bras, and Skims has delivered yet again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. Even the underwire bras I wear all day are so comfortable, I barely even notice I'm wearing them. Whether it's the weightless scoop bra, the fits everybody bra, the plunge bra, the fits everybody t-shirt bra, I always get them in sand, so you never notice them. Super comfortable. Love them. Wear them nonstop all the time. Shop Skims bras at skims.com now. Available in 62 sizes, 38 of 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to Listener Questions. How about that? How about that? I'm ready. Okay. So let's do it. We're going to start with how to come out of the keto diet safely without gaining weight. Well, first of all, why are you on that diet? (laughs) (laughs) Unless you have epilepsy or you're type 2 diabetic. No. And you know, it sucks because there's a lot of doctors I recommend that don't like to shit on it, even though it was voted the most unhealthy diet in America, I think in 2020. Then the only reason is because um, it helps resensitize the body to insulin very quickly. So if you're struggling with things like PCOS, right, which is linked to insulin resistance or you're type two diabetic um, or you're pre-diabetic, then it's like, oh, fantastic, right? Like we can we can use this diet because there's no carbs in the diet, which is going to very quickly help the body resensitize itself to insulin because we will have very low blood sugar. And, you know, as much as people are like, every single body is different. There's certain, just a monster size umbrella that we all fit under. And when I say that, this is the umbrella of keto that I'm going to say applies to all of us. Number one, the foods you cut out on keto have a host of polyphenols, um, digestive enzymes, uh, vitamins and minerals that are going to be in things like complex carbohydrates and fruits. Fruit is not the devil. Everyone's like, fructose is so bad. Well, High fructose corn syrup that's extrapolated and concentrated in massive amounts. Sure, that's not great. But an app with fiber, 
and some protein is great for you. Apples have all kinds of awesome stuff in them. So part of the issue with keto is, of course, it's like a lot of processed meat and a lot of saturated and crappy fats, right? Not a lot of people are doing plant-based keto. So if you're doing plant-based keto, that's better, meaning you're keeping it uh, very low on carbohydrates that will spike your blood sugar, but at least you're still getting fiber, right? At least you're getting green vegetables in there. And if you're eating like all organic meat, it's still not ideal for all the reasons I just mentioned. You're still missing things like pomegranate. I mean, we've had Dr. Leon saying that pomegranate is one of the best ways to replenish your colony of acromancia. Acromancia mm. being one little microbe in your microbiome that can help prevent cancer. Like, this is what I'm saying. The Everyone's looking at this whole insulin piece and negating all the downsides that keto diet is is not actually going to be the ideal diet for your microbiome, is not the ideal diet for digestion. It's not the ideal diet for longevity. It isn't. And I get that it's not popular because people love their diet the way they love their God, which is crazy to me because they're totally different things. But the data doesn't support a high protein diet for longevity. It does not support it. And in fact, when we have really high amounts of these certain branched chain aminos in our body, it's totally counterintuitive to longevity because it shuts down our autophagy process. It isn't good for our longevity genes. So I, I've been over this and over this and over this. You guys have heard the keto rant. Now, if it's like, well, how do I not gain weight after keto? I got to be honest, you can accomplish all the good things like weight loss and resensitizing the body to insulin without ever touching keto. So whether you're coming off keto, you're thinking about keto, you don't need keto. So it's gonna you're going to follow this. You're not going to overeat calories. You're not going to eat more calories than you burn in a day, period. You're just not. And just I promise you, anybody that's like, it doesn't matter, just intermittent fast. Well, guess what? You're cutting out a full meal, which is going to be at least 500 calories a day, right? Oh, just eat clean. Then you're going to eat less because you're going to feel more full. They're still saying eat less. There are different mechanisms that allow you to eat less without counting your calories to eat less. But it's all still eating less. Don't overeat, okay? Next one is don't eat processed sugar and grains. That's it. Then you're not going to spike the shit out of your glucose, right? You're not going to spike your blood sugar, dump insulin like crazy to get the sugar out of the blood. So there's a third one. And it's called exercise. It is the number one form of preventative medicine. It's one of the best ways to slow the aging process. And it is the top way, better than keto, to resensitize the body to insulin. Those three things. Don't overeat on your calories. Don't eat processed sugar and grains. Basing no white sugar, no white flour, or very, very limited with protein and exercise. Period. That's it. Then, by the way, that will get you in fantastic health without ever touching keto. None of the downside, all the upside. I've done it for decades. Personally, myself and other people. Works just fine. Ugh, Speaking just, of exercise. Talk to me. <laughs> oh, what to exercises me. will improve my posture? Okay. It's tough because it's like there are so many different elements of posture, believe it or not. And I want to get into like biomechanics of how you walk and how you stand and how you squat. But if we're just going to, we're going to put all of that aside and not get too technical, strengthen your core. 
your core is not just your abs, right? It's all the muscles in that corset around your waist, your hips, your low back, your abdomen. You want to strengthen and support your core. And then if we're talking about, of course, upper body, you want to open up the chest, stretch out the chest and strengthen your upper back. So it's going to be close grip pull close grip pull downs, wide grip pull downs, reverse flies, rows. Um, and there's some great PT exercises online to help strengthen your neck because we're all forward, mm. hunched forward, right? With the chin forward, the arms forward. So we're shortening those pectoral muscles. We're making the muscles in the front of our neck, those scalenes all locked up and tight. We're giving ourselves headaches. So get a stand-up desk. Honestly, I know you asked for exercises, but a stand-up desk, how you sit, how you stand, right? Standing up tall, nice little J curve in your in your spine, your lower back, belly button, nice and tight, pulled into your spine. Like at any given minute, you're gonna get punched in the stomach. That's how you should be standing and prepared all day long, right? Core is engaged. You want your chin parallel to the ground and your gaze should be forward, shoulders back and down. So think about how you walk, how you sit and how you stand because how you function during those three things is going to improve your posture more than 10 minute, you know, three sessions at the gym, believe it or not, doing back and core. But those back exercises and core exercises like plank, for example, and side plank, for example, and Superman, for example, will help a lot. But all of it together is going to make a big difference. You know, I also find that um, for people whose shoulders seem to roll forward, if you're walking and you face your palms forward, it pulls your shoulders back. Because when I was doing Pilates, I lying down on the reformer, I would I would either press my thumb into she had me doing this, the instructor, press my thumb I'll into the mat that. or turn my and and I noticed because some people walk uh kind of palms backwards and instead of palms to their side. So oh, if you start to, turning it, you'll feel your your little legs. A little backward, a little backward rotation. No, I'm gonna, a little adduction of the shoulder blades into the spine. I'm gonna give it a shot, Schminders. I'll let well, you know. Your, I'll report your back. Is, your I like your posture is sick. And good. my posture is. Uh, it is. Uh, <sighs> it's gotten better since my back injury because I've had to be more mm. mindful. That's for sure. That is for sure. Whew. Okay. Another question. What is a healthy weight BMI for five foot eight? It says between 122 and 164, and that's such a massive difference. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, well, that's because number one, body mass index is irrelevant because it doesn't take into account body composition, right? Because I've, I've, again, I've said this a million times. I, I hate being redundant, but for those that haven't heard it, back in the day, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been considered obese, right? But obviously, he was body mass index was. <laughs> almost all muscle and bone and <laughs> lean tissue. So throw that out. Um, waist to hip ratio is a good measurement uh, for people. And you can just Google how to do that. It's really easy. There's a ratio that you want um, that's considered healthy. So that's, that's for some sort of generic way forward without a doctor's office visit that will help. Um, okay. Let's see. She said there's a huge dip, huge range there is a huge range. And the reason is because we're obviously all built differently. Some of us have thicker bones. Some of us are more inclined to have 
uh, more muscle. Um, and that's why none of this matters. Mm. None of it. The, the way to determine if you are a healthy weight is to go to your doctor's office. And I hate to say this, but I really don't even care about your weight because you could be skinny and unhealthy. Mm. So the whole thing's kind of a joke. There really isn't a healthy weight at all. Because like I said, you could be a bodybuilder, right? And you could be a huge, heavy, bright and, and healthy, but huge on the BMI. You could be super, super skinny and be like, well, I'm a healthy weight. Are you? You have cancer, type 2 diabetes, no muscle, your body fat percentage is through the roof. It's because you can have a really high body fat percentage and be totally skinny. It just means all of your body is fat. You don't have any good <laughs> stuff going on, right? So the way to tell if you're healthy is to take your ass to the doctor and have them do a full panel on you. Check your blood pressure, check your heart rate, check your hormone levels, check your cholesterol levels. That's what matters. That's all that matters. Now, when it's like, well, why are you always harping on obesity? Because it's an indicator of disease. And the reason it's an indicator is because it tells us a bunch of stuff we need to know, okay? So it's telling us, all right, this person is probably taking in, well, they're, they are taking in more food than they burn in a day. So if we're taking in all that food, all right, we got a lot of oxidative stress. Where's the fat going? Okay, so we know that the fat is not just going under the skin, it's going between the organs, which is visceral fat, in the organs, which is ectopic fat. So we already know we've got that problem going on if a person is a larger size. Beyond that, we know that fat is an endocrine disruptor unto itself. It changes our hormone balance and it, it gives us more pro-inflammatory proteins. That is, is known. So knowing those, because you'd be like, well, I'm not type 2 diabetic. Well, arguably you might have hyperinsulinemia, but you know, no one's checked the health of your microbiome. We also know that people who are obese have a messed up microbiome. No one's checking like inside your brain. Are you collecting plaque in your brain from these fats? They're not checking that. So when somebody is obese, there's a reason it's associated with 170 comorbidities from erectile dysfunction to glaucoma to Alzheimer's to varicose veins, because it tells us a lot about your hormones, right? It tells us a lot about the shape of your organs because the fat, it's just, it's, it's not a question. The fat's going somewhere, guys. So that's why it's like when you see somebody who's obese, you know they're going to be struggling with something. It's impossible for them not to. That's why healthy at any size is just a bunch of bullshit. Like you're not doing anyone any favors by lying to them. Worthy at any size? Absolutely. Lovable at any size? A hundred, which is why we want to tell the truth because we care. So anyway, there's my spiel on that one. Next. All right. Next. How do you... How do you educate teenagers with good food habits when they Ugh. think they know it all? Forget it. You just can't. <laughs> I try and I try and I try. And it's like, I've taught my daughter ugh, and my son since the day they were born. And I don't mean like, oh, no, be fat. That's not what I'm talking about. Like the dangers of processed foods and chemicals and blue candy and, you know, just shit they just don't care i i i want to tell you they do and i i've talked a lot about like how can you inspire your children 
to care? Can you find something they care about and make the connection of better foods to better performance in baseball or better dancing on the dance team? That's really the only thing I can think of is what do they care about? And can you show them that cleaner food is going to get them there, right? I have tried. It's just Hmm. like with my Lou, my child is five foot seven at 12 years old. I mean, her legs are like solid muscle. It's just nuts. So my kid gets away with murder because you look at her and be like, Jesus, look at those legs, right? They're just nuts. But she eats so awfully. And she'll come home and I'll find like bags of just shit she got out of the vending machine. And then it's like, I try to, it's just, it's such a, and my son too, he eats like shit, like complete shit. And Is it rebellion because you eat No, well? they just don't care. They don't. They look in the mirror and they're like, what do I care? I look good. And you try to explain like, honey, you're going to care when you're 30, when you're 30 and you want to get pregnant, you're going to care. When you're 40 and you're diagnosed with cancer, you're going to care. Like the, the damage you're doing now mm. is going to impact you. And like, they just don't get it. And our friends don't get it. They all eat like shit. Well, that'll do it, I guess. It's just, they do. You it's know. like they all eat horribly. None of them care. So I, I think your your best bet is to find something they care about and to link mm. cleaner eating to yeah. it. Because um, I'm like, can't we just take the, why can't you take the, the organic chips to school, like, God, come on, you know, I, I try, yeah. but it, it is tough. And they're going to, unfortunately, they're going to learn like I learned. I think most of them, it's just, you get older and then you're like, well, I don't want this role or why am I getting these spots on my face or why am I having a hard time getting pregnant? And, you know, all of a sudden when the negative impacts start to take a hold and you yeah. get sun damage from the sun you've been laying out in and you know you you got these issues with your health and then all of a sudden you're like uh-oh but the good news is it starts to happen late 20s early 30s which is never too late to turn it around yeah all right let's take a little break and we'll come back with some more questions perfect Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we are back with some more listener questions. And let's start with... I feel like I should have had a reaction to that. Yay! All right, now go. (laughs) Now go. Go now. Now What should I focus on first? Losing weight or building muscle? 
Uh, we've talked about this one, guys. Um, it's difficult to do both at the same time. Lose the weight, then build the muscle. All right. I think yeah, that I answers that question. I think it's, I know. Because yeah. remember, to actually build muscle, you need a calorie surplus. To lose weight, you need a calorie deficit. You can condition the muscles, though, while you're losing weight. So you don't, you don't need muscle size unless you want to be a bodybuilder. So you, you know, you condition the muscles, you burn the intramuscular fat. Um, and that's, that's it. Honestly, you really can be very fit and strong while losing weight. If you want to pack on muscle mass, then you cannot do both at the same time, in which case you lose weight, then begin packing on muscle. How do I handle weight gain with perimenopause? Oh, we've had so many experts on about this one lately. I gotta be honest, you gotta this is what you need to do. Like if you 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 gotta stop whinging about it though. People want to live the way they always lived. It doesn't work that way. Like I look at the way my 12-year-old eats and lives, as as mentioned, and it's a catastrophe. And she's not, you'd never see that child and think she was had any sort of food. You'd be like, wow, damn, look at that kid's body, right? I, on the other hand, am 48. I don't get to eat like that. I eat, a, I don't even think a third of what that child eats. I am supplementing. I am sleeping. I am jumping into cold tanks. Like you, the truth is, guys, you gotta not eat crap. You gotta eat less crap. And if you really want the answer, you gotta exercise more often. You gotta eat less food. You got to eat much better quality food. I would start that fast window. I would make it a minimum of 12 hours. And if you want amazing results, go to 16. Build up to it the way I've, I've told you to. Uh, and exercise. Don't drink. No more than four drinks a week. No processed sugars. No processed grains. Do an intermittent fast. I would say minimum 12, ideally 16. Exercise at least four times a week for 20 to 30 minutes. I guarantee you, you'll be fine. It's harder. That's all. It just, it is harder. It, it this is life. Yeah. You know, no, nobody, true. nobody wants to accept that the eh, life is unfair. <laughs> just is. If you want something, I'm going to tell you how to get it. You might not like it, but that is the answer. And you're not alone. All right. Yes. How do I know if I'm taking a good multivitamin or not? Any suggestions on what's good? Uh, I don't love a multivitamin only because they're usually like synthetic versions of the different vitamins and minerals. Um, I prefer things that come from food, preferably organic food. So if you are going to go and grab a multi, um, just get it from a really reputable brand. Make sure that it's third-party lab tested. Like all of Elias supplements are third-party lab tested. So in other words, you, you know that what they claim is in it. An independent party tested it and said, yep, they're not lying. Because a lot of people can say, oh, this much vitamin C and they're, they're full of it, right? Mm. So make sure it's third-party lab tested. Um, Make sure that it is, don't buy anything cheap. I know you think you're getting away with it, but you're not. It's usually the cheap stuff will have artificial color and all, all kinds of preservatives and nothing but junk. Look for something that ideally you can find that would say organic, um, third-party lab tested and ideally made from whole foods whenever applicable. 
this is why honestly guys i i like greens I like a greens powder and i eat a healthy diet that's kind of how I, I stopped taking a multi all the things i take and i stopped taking a multi well isn't it hard also because it's like this one has this thing that I don't need. And that one has not enough of what I, I do swear, need. And that's why I like food. It's not to say, yeah, you know, we've gone back and forth at Aliyah about that. And it's like, we should, people ask, we should. I'm like, I know, but I'd rather them take this. And it's like, but you got to give them what they want and we can do it better. You know, we've been back and forth on that a lot. Yeah. And it's such low hanging fruit, right? From a business perspective, it's like so stupid that we don't do it. Sure, yeah. But if you were to take one, follow the guidelines I just suggested. All right. Okay, here's a tough one. At what yeah. point do you throw in the towel? Never. Never. Not ever, you guys. I mean, as long as you're alive and you're on this planet, the whole point is to work to improve as a person, right? Across the board, mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, as a parent, as a daughter, husband, wife, brother, son, whatever. The, we're always trying to improve. It's not to say it's easy. It's not to say you're going to succeed easily. It's not to say you won't have monster failures. Of course you will, but it's all about learning from your mistakes, reapproaching more intelligently, taking it one step at a time, even if it's even if it's sideways, right? Like it, it, not ever, not ever. You are an ongoing work in progress. Um, I don't know when, when did we get so fragile guys? You know, that it's just, we can't tolerate failure and we don't understand that that's just part of it. Failure, setbacks, losses. Like This is all part of the journey. Never, you don't ever give up, never. You can take it. You can take a break, but that's it. Why would you quit on 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 yourself on life? Yeah, it's just not an option. You're quitting on life. That's exactly right. It isn't an, an option. Now I get if you're like, well, I'm tired. Then take a break. I'm okay with a break. But you right. you can pull yourself back together, and when and when you know you have that moment of inspiration, you take it, you seize it, and you move again. That's how it goes. You know, people think they like, give up. Like, what does that even look like, by the way? Give up. Like, you never make any good choices because if you don't make all good choices, it doesn't count. Just think of it like a piggy bank, right? Every good choice you make is like you just put a quarter in the bank. Did you put your whole allowance in the bank? No. Quarter in the bank, though, that's cool. It's better than not. Every good choice you make is just one more good choice. Make them where you can make them. Try not to think of it as like, oh, I didn't go to the gym this week. I've given up. Okay, but did you not drink soda? But did you get your sleep? But did you drink your water? But did you have vegetables that one time instead of French fries? So it's, you got to reframe how you're looking at this. Look at this as every moment there's choices, 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 choices. And every choice you make that's a good one is a win. Even if the bad choices are outweighing the good choices, it doesn't mean you don't make good choices. You make them whenever you can make them, period. All right. How do you stop binge eating? you get some serious psychological help, period. Um, okay, so, uh, you know, and again, I've, I've, I've talked about this one before. Uh, kind of what frustrates me, and I, I mean, this should probably be a show unto itself, but, you know, when you see somebody who is morbidly obese 
This is not a hormonal imbalance. It's not a thyroid thing. That's 15 pounds. It's not PCOS. That's 15 pounds. When you're 100 pounds overweight, you're binge eating, right? Mm-hmm. And you, when you look into the lives of some of these people, it's like, oh, and then my dad shot my mom, and then I, you know, I was raped, and then this happened to me, and that happened to me. And you, Oprah was really open about her weight struggles. If you listen to her childhood, holy shit, okay? yikes like i I, issue i think she was either molested or raped i think and at 14 like it's wow and i gotta be honest if you look into some of the lives of like a tess holiday or a you know even a lizzo they'll tell you they struggle with depression and they've had all kinds of horrible things happen to them and they turn around and they're like and i am now an activist for obesity my argument is no you don't know how to deal with the feelings around this. So you accept them and then glorify them. Um, And I'm not going to judge that at all, but I'm just saying that's what I believe is happening. And I'm pretty good at my job and doing this a long time, understand the ins and outs of it. When somebody is binge eating, it is not a physical problem. It's a psychological issue that you're Mm -hmm. contending with for a host of reasons, right? Food can be a defense structure against pain, a coping mechanism, It choosing to be a bigger size or choosing to overeat, whether you are conscious you have made that choice, is a choice. And we have made it because at one time or another in our lives, that addiction was tied to our psychological survival, whether it was a connection with a parent who was over, overweight so it, it, you know, it represented avoiding a primal abandonment of the parent, whether you were incested and putting on excess weight allowed you to feel safer, you know, like you had a barrier, like you were not sexualized anymore, uh, you know, whether you were always made to feel bad about yourself and the weight becomes a container for the, for the bad self. I mean, the, the list of why mm. goes on and on, but the bottom line is there is a why. And that's where this this messaging of, like I've said, healthy in any size or, oh, I'm an activist for obesity. It's like, no, dude, no, you're not. You're you're a person who has not contended with your demons. And that's the truth. Just is the truth. And it's not to say none of us have demons. We all have demons. But with obesity, we wear it. And then it creates a judgment um, and a stigma. I'm going to give you one more example. I was reading something the other day and um, this doctor had posted something about a person that was like, what can I do about my herniated discs? And she was like, well, you need to lose weight. And the person goes, well, I'm trying to be more positive about my body. And she's like, "Um, (laughs) then, then lose weight. (laughs) Like that's, this is what you need to do. If you're trying to be more positive about your body, you got to get your body healthy. And anyway, binge eating, you, you need help, sweetheart. And that's okay. Right, you need help. I I recommend um, a support group. I, rec- I honestly recommend a therapist. And there are low fee clinics. You can become an analysand, um, which means that you can go to a person getting their PhD in psychoanalysis and become mm-hmm. one of their five case studies, where they charge you like fifteen dollars an hour because this is how they get their PhD instead of three hundred dollars an hour. There are a lot of different paths forward, but that's what you need. You need an excellent analyst to help you look at. Why? Why? And then beyond the why, 
how to cope differently, how to grieve, how to heal, and how to cope differently. And that that is the answer to the question. All right. It is time for the question of the week. Dun, 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 dun. That was good. That was very deep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. La La Lettuce wants to know your go to (laughs) green powders. My go to green powder is obviously going to be Align Naturals. Um, And yes, I invested in the company. But the reason I invested in the company is because I would have said that before I invested in the company. So why do I like it better? All right. I'm not going to name any other brands, but you guys are going to know pretty obviously what I'm talking about. Um, A lot of them, in particular, one, is very, very, very expensive. And it's just not as good. So look for organic, first of all. Alliant Naturals Green Superfood is is organic. Okay, that's that's number one. Number two, it has the antioxidants. It has the adaptogens. It has the pre and probiotics. It has the vitamin and mineral blend. It has all the things that those really expensive ones that have a ton of marketing behind them have. And it's a fraction of the price a fraction of the price. So I'm going to say when you're out there comparing, I don't think you'll find anything comparable to Aliyah. Look at the ingredients and then know that all of Aliyah's ingredients are organic and Aliyah's third-party lab tested. You're not going to beat it. And price-wise, the other ones are double, if not triple. And it's just outrageous that they do that to people. It's just baloney. Anyway. All right. All right. That's a show. That's all right. right. Da, 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 da. <laughs> We'll be back next week. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the show, do us a big favor and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because it just helps us get the show out there, get heard by more people. We'd really appreciate it.